But I think we got the other part. I don't know what we have or don't we have. We got the right first now. part, well, and then we're going to jump to this. Well, it I, can't I, be replicated. I had, I had hit record, and then Jackie's like, he's not recording. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I turned off the record. Never I do said, that. say that. You can go back and listen to it because you were recording, and I did not say you weren't recording. But here's what you did miss, uh, Jackie and Lori fans. You missed Lori going, I can't tell you how happy I am to just celebrate you. You're just, I forget exactly. You would have been great. Yeah, I do too. Okay. And it should have been recorded. (laughs) Those words are gold. I picked the exact order. I can't replicate it. Okay, Jackie. But I love how miserable you are in your current life. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Well, I'm glad you got you found your words again. I'm so (laughs) so happy for you. Um, I am not miserable, but I am. Uh, I am scrambling. We're all scrambling to get used to living together. And, yes. Uh, and I was explaining that I that there's a lot of F-bombs in my own life. Yes. Uh, and luckily, my uh, mother-in-law uh, doesn't give a shit. So, because she was married for 42 years to a woman who swore like a sailor. The first okay. time I met Fran, by the way, uh, was 18 odd years ago. And I said, Fran, what do you do for a living? And she said, I work on forklift at a cheese factory. And these are two gay ladies, and I laughed and laughed. And I said, Fran, say it again. What do you do for Fran's that funny. And I said, because it's a bit of a caricature. And it makes <laughs> And uh, there you go. And uh, I love Fran. And, uh, and now Chris is living with us. And last night we went to play trivia. That's right. We went to play trivia. Okay. And uh, where'd, where'd you go? Uh, we went to a place called Sloan's over on Chandler and Laurel Canyon. Okay. And I'll tell you something. One of the gifts... Second prize? Wait, I think, yeah. Uh, second prize was uh, tickets to Flappers. <laughs> yes, that should be like, first prize, especially when I'm there. Come on, folks. I, well, and I said something. I, I, my hacky uh, line of the night was, uh, first prize is no tickets to Flappers. Oh, <laughs> now, come on, Jackie. Exactly. How much do I fucking love Flappers? I'm there tonight and tomorrow night. I love it. Oh, are you? I'm doing uh, Faded, and I'm doing the California Comedy Club. Oh, nice. Every All my California Comedy Club gigs keep canceling. What, the first oh, time they didn't have their liquor license, and the right. second time it was the day the abortion ruling dropped, and uh, no one was Everyone buying was tickets. Was sad. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, tomorrow I'm doing both, because uh, we're taping this on Friday. Tomorrow I'm doing uh, two shows over at the Comedy and Magic, those five-minute sets. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. For their 44th anniversary, I guess. All of July. They do shows on the weekends, 20 comics, everybody doing fives. Oh, I will, uh, excuse me. I will, um, I will organize that. I will excuse um, me. Are you tired? I am tired. I am. I'm very tired. Uh, I have a son who uh, goes to a practice at 7.30 every morning in the summer. Oh, wow. And so I wake up around 6.30. Because if I don't wake up around 6.30, then he won't get up at around 6.45. And if he doesn't get up at 6.45 and watch a half hour of anime, then he won't go to practice. So, um, It is hard. Yeah. That's how he wakes up. He likes to wake and, uh, wake and bake to some uh, anime. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm hearing? Yeah. What do you, what do you, uh, what's your jam? What's, how, what's your waking up schedule? Uh, what, what do you think? Twitter? Uh, it's a little no, bit of Twitter oh, and coffee. Oh, it might be some doom scrolling. I forget about you. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, here's what I do. I wake up, grab my phone, little Marvel puzzle quest. Shocking. Oh. Shocking. Okay. Three, get to do a versus. And then Andy and I do a little parallel play like we're toddlers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I like to say to him, who's the, uh, who's the required character today? And uh, I believe today was the human torch. Anyway, it's a great story. How you doing? Uh, how, how was this week? How was your week? Um, this week I was working on a writing project, and uh, so I finished it uh, this morning, and uh, that was very all-encompassing. <sighs> and right. then I met with somebody else who was, like, trying to kind of poke around and, like, ask about my life for potential story ideas, you know? Okay. And it's so weird because up until a couple years ago, my life was very crunched, right? 
and mostly because of my kid and his age and taking care of him. And now it's like, I'm, I feel like a, a chest of toys that has been opened and just thrown all over the room. Like I'm not tightly compacted like I used to be. And I'm just all over the place. My kid barely needs me except to wake him up, you know, other than that, he's like a a self-sufficient person. And my, obviously my mom doesn't need me, like nobody needs me. This is just a weird time in my life and I'm not used to it, but I also wasn't used to being needed so much. And I got used to that. So I guess I'll get used to this as well, but long story, uh, longer. Uh, I was like, I don't know. My life is so different now. I don't even know how to describe it, you know, compared to like, say three years ago. Right. Well, this is, uh, this is, this, uh, the, are they thinking about, cause, uh, what I just did a dork for us. That's going to come up on Tuesday. And the, the guy's dorkdom was a uh, Seinfeld, the TV oh. show Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And so we went into sort of a rabbit hole cause he had all the information about, you know, in 88 or 89 when, when he sold the show and started that parade of stand up comics, getting to sell sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and essentially the industry going nuts for what is your sitcom? Right, right, right. Which lasted, I would say easily to 2005 or six. Uh, and, um, yeah, because I think the, I think the shark moment was when that, that guy chicken and fucked the stool got a sitcom deal. And I'm, I think that was the moment for big development deals, but I think like Christella, I think is the last. No reference to chicken, chicken and fucking the stool. Do you remember that guy? I do. We okay. have to, it's not a shocker to me to hear it. I mean, okay. yeah, that's what he used to do. That's like describing this microphone as being silver. Yeah, it's silver. He fucked it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But um, uh, Christella's, I think, was on in like 2013 or 14, maybe, Christella's. So that was the end of it, kind of. I think she, uh, unless I'm not remembering somebody, she, and there's probably someone very blatantly on with their first name that we're like, oh, oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) But who who has something named after themselves based on their life, they put their whole heart and soul into into it. It might be Cristela Alonzo's show would be the last one that I can think of. But there's, there's also, um, there, there's also like, it's still, I think it's still happening, but there was like a weird slew of it that made no sense. Like they gave it to, you know, and it's not that these guys weren't funny comics. It's just like, everybody thought that they were going to be Kevin James, right? Like, right. remember it was, uh, Rocky Laporte mm-hmm. got one and, um, damn, I had just had his name anyway, but there were a bunch of, I think a, a ton, a ton of guys that were dads got deals to basically be another Ray Romano. Right. right and a lot of right. it didn't, most of it didn't happen. Most of it didn't happen, um, but it was a, it was a nice payday for the people that worked sure. there. But yeah. I mean, if you look at like, um, Amy Schumer has something called life with Beth. It's on uh, Hulu and it's not based on her life. It's not called Amy or anything. It's, right. it's, but it's within her acting wheelhouse or her persona wheelhouse. Gina Yashere. Gina Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Bob Hart's uh, Abishola, right? Right. Yes. And it's not about her life, but it's, uh, it's, uh, but, and it's not named Gina. No. Uh, right, right, but right. It's, but it's awesome. And I think. Yes. Jan- I think Janelle. Did Janelle? No, she's on <laughs> Abbott Elementary. Right. She's on an ensemble cast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, uh, uh, Bridget Everett has this great show on HBO called Everyone Everywhere, I think, or yeah. or somewhere. Some oh, uh, it's it's a title I can't stand because it's words that don't mean anything. Yes. Someone somewhere, perhaps. Um, I, I, I'm I'm complaining about this with novels too. Please don't put the words everyone, everything, somewhere, or something in your title because those are just words that mean too many things that you're just like, what is this? But the show that she has on HBO is fucking great. I don't know if it's based completely on her life, uh, but it's not called Bridget. It's called <laughs> Anywhere, Anything, All the Time, Who the Fuck Knows. But it's it's really good. So I think, I think maybe there's still a time where you can um, have inspiration from someone's life and not do a, do a, like a, you know, basically a line by line, this happened to you, this will happen to your character who's also named you, etc. So there's some room there. I'm, I'm just saying it was really weird to be thinking about my life and thinking how different it feels right now when for years it felt the same, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. I guess that's just life. Also, 
very, very different. It could be a sitcom, though. It just occurred to me uh, when anybody moves in with someone, there were several years <laughs> where people were always moving in with people. Uh, moving in or going back home. In fact, right. Bridget Everett's char character goes back home to Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it was, um, I guess, I think the year, the first year I went to Montreal was the year that I, the, the, I, I tailored my set as a, as a pitch. Yeah. Right, right, right. I did, which, which no one had told me to do previously. And I was like, oh, I can totally do that. Yeah. I can tell you what the sitcom would look like. And so, um, and it was some sort of fake. My parents and my grandparents all move in with me. And it was, because, uh, because mm -hmm. for many, for Wait, like, you had to. You had, my feeling is you didn't have enough confidence in yourself. So you're like, I'm going to move every relative in with me just well, to see what happens. Well, the, the bits were about, uh, at the time, the bits were about how both of my, my parents were divorced, but both yeah. of their mothers lived with them. Yeah. Okay. So they lived, uh, like, my, my, they lived upstairs and both of their mothers lived downstairs. <laughs> so and so it's, it's like, it's take oh, really taking place yeah. like in a, in a, an apartment complex or something? No, or as, well, uh, in, 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 in our case, multi family it dwelling. Old, yeah, it was a one family dwelling in Wisconsin. So, okay. Um, but that, but it was such a, 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 and I used to do a bit about how it was such a nightmare to go home and be like, none of these people really like each other right now. And, um, but my grandmothers actually ended up kind of hanging out and having a good time together. And uh, the, the joke, and this was a real conversation, which made me laugh so hard. And it was, I believe, was it, I think it was, it was cause it was in the nine, the nine, it might've been 2000. I can't remember, but whatever. My granny, who was my my stepmother's mother said to my grandmother, who was my father's mother, uh, I can't wait to vote. I love to vote. And my grandmother, who is not originally from this country, Armenian, uh, said, I came to this country on a boat. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never getting on a boat again. And that was a real conversation I overheard. That sounds like a conversation that someone, that two people who have never met Armenians came up with. <laughs> like two white people that have never met immigrants came up with that. Two white writers. Well, they, it's just a hearing loss joke. Oh, like yeah. It's great. Time, right? It's and, great. Uh, it's, it's too good. That's what I'm saying. It's too <laughs> classic. I just uh oh it makes me miss them. They were lovely. Sure. So if if, um, if my if my uh set at Montreal when I did New Faces had been turned into a sitcom, it would have been uh me not having kids dating a cop. I think that's all I brought to my set, even though they were pretty good jokes, but it's it yeah. was like I guess you really have to lay it all out <laughs> in oh your seven God. minutes uh, Montreal yeah. sitcom set, you know? Here's what <laughs> I am. Here's who my parents are in joke two. Uh, here's uh, what I want in joke three. And then call it all back in joke four. Right. There's 14 episodes. Anyone? <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Um... I got uh, an email from Air Canada. Did you get an email from Air Canada? Have you flown Air Canada? Not recently. Okay, not so since, they're letting everyone who's ever flown them know that they're about to break down this summer. <laughs> Wait, I thought you did. You also get an email from Delta. No, I was just reading about Delta. Delta just put out a, a message to the world saying, uh, "This weekend we're going to cancel all your flights. Sorry in advance." <laughs> Air Canada sent emails going, "You know, uh, we don't know what it's going to be like, but we just know it's going to be bad." Um, wow. So I don't know. I think we're all going to have horrible stories about this summer and traveling. So I, I have my, my, my week at Acme is this month, right? Yeah. And, um, and you're flying Delta, I'm assuming. I mean, that well, I worry about you and Maria because you're Delta heads. Right, right. Uh, well, I got offered the same weekend for about oh. for the, that, that gig for the first time ever. And I, then I get to see my buddy Joe again. How, how much? You said... The same money? Half the money. Half. Oh. It's, yeah, it's the, it's those people. So no way. Right, right. Right, so uh, the uh, Oh, plus air? Hopefully, yes, but probably just I mean, what would air be? But that's the other thing. Clubs are not offering enough for air anymore whatsoever. I mean, right. 
they're right. doing even 500 isn't cutting it for a lot of these gigs no no air is eight air should be at least 800 right now. yeah it's because mm -hmm. it's sadly more than 800 now yeah <laughs> so yes. if you got 800 you'd be like oh i'll go then yeah so um matter of fact i should probably tell my agent that not that he wants to hear it but but uh, listen if you were to be able to do that gig on another week you could just go to new york city and do do your uh, hookup at your whatever that oh, and stay at my friend's place house. is, and then yeah. pop up there, take the train up there for the weekend. Yeah, it's not a bad idea actually, just because. Um, well, whenever when I'm, well, I because I wrote him back and I said it's you know it's my birthday week, I uh, I, I want to see I, I'm going to get to see my nephew. Wait, no, not wait, that no, time. wait, what? You, you, you um, just said I'm already working for twice the money. Sorry, right, I'm already no. working at Acme. But uh, yeah. but if I but if I were to take this gig in New York uh, at, at the New York Club, that'd be great. But um, but so I just told him I I just gave my agent other dates, and I was like, please, yeah, that, that has to be another day. And I also booked uh, my book, Doctor Grimm's. Did you know Doctor Grimm's is? Yes. Yeah, I have something there too as well on the books as well. Oh, good. Yeah, I think not till December, but still. Mine's November, so um, you're so competitive. Really, it's unbelievable. You just well, got to get in a month earlier, don't you? Classic. I, what I want to do is I want to get over to the works, but I see that both you and Maria are at the works and uh, at, at, in Denver, and I was like, "How about how about me? How about me?" Well, why is, why are you only looking at the females your age and their their gigs? Look at the guys and go, "Why not me? Why not me? I haven't been there yet. You've been there two hundred times." No, no, I, uh, the first, I let just, me do my first week at the works before you go. Why not me? Why can't I have her week? No, I don't want your week. Mm. <laughs> you don't believe me. Anyway, no. No, I, I, I actually don't. I don't want your week. I want uh, any number of like I did just respond uh, to these people because uh, it was it was local avails. Yeah. And so I responded to them. Uh, hey, I would like to do all of the clubs around the country how about that you have 30 clubs could i please play them did you send that email to this woman yeah the person who books it and she doesn't i don't think she books no, no. the no okay. it was a cc with everybody okay. yeah um <laughs> why don't you have your guy do that instead of you because he does it and then i also do it and then uh okay. and then when he does it, maybe she gets irritated at him or he gets irritated at him. Right. You need to make sure they get irritated at the right people. Yeah, I haven't. I've asked about no get any, <laughs> any of the uh, the the road gigs from that chain. And I've, I've not gotten one except I used to work the one in Tahoe. But the Tahoe one turned into a like a magic, just magic or something. Magic. So, I, yeah. so I lost a week during Corona because of that. Mm -hmm. And then it's not coming back. So. You know, when I worked with Brian last uh, last weekend, um, there was a lot of talk about Vegas and 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 the Laugh Factory because we we're hanging out with other comics, and um, and I for a, just a hot hot second, I was like, "Oh, do I want to go do that Laugh Factory in Vegas?" No, no, you do not, Jackie. It turns out, remember. Remember no. what a goddamn nightmare it was? Oh, that was the factory. Oh, that right. was the yeah, yeah, factory yeah. of the drop, right when. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a, it was. I had. I just want to treat myself like the Fabergé egg that I am. <laughs> I am a valuable human being who deserves you are, and, decent and, clubs and be yes. treated very nicely. And, paid, and you are. Uh, you should be diamond encrusted. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. I'll take. I'll even take a nice Swarovski because <laughs> uh, uh, those are those are fancy. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did. I worked on a bunch of uh, new material, but just in writing. Yeah. And then I did get to do better half, which is the Kara Clank, um, Jared Logan, outdoor gig. Have you yeah. done that one at that wine place? And it was nice. It was with Mary Lynn and. So neat. Um, Francesca and mm -hmm. and some guy from Girls Gone, uh, Girls Ex, Girls Crazy Gone Wild. Girlfriend. Oh, okay. Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild. But, uh, you Joe know, Girls Francis. Wild, <laughs> He's and, out of prison. Uh, I think his name was Danny Jolis. 
Okay. Jolly. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Perfectly okay. nice guy and very yeah. funny. Everybody had a great set, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, but I got to work cool. on some new stuff, but I didn't work on my new, new stuff. And I was talking to Mary Lynn about it. And I'm like, because uh, Mary Lynn was talking about how uh, after she got off, she was like, you know, I had this great dick joke. And she explains, you know, how it's been working on the road a lot. And then it was, didn't work right there. And then maybe the guy went after her. He had a lot of dick jokes and it was working. And she was just staring at the audience, trying to figure out why. And then I went and I got a soda. I came back and she started telling me the story again, like we do. And, uh, and then she goes, oh, you know what? As she told it the second time, she was like, that's a road dick joke. Weird. And she was like, of course it didn't work at this weird Silver Lake gig. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, oh, fair enough, fair enough. And but then I got up and I wanted to try, you know, that they, them bait that I worked on for three years until it worked. Uh-huh. Um, that I'm never, that I don't really do as much anymore. I do it in the long set, I think, but uh, I can't remember. But I have a new premise that is going to be this premise that is going to take me three years to fucking. Oh, sure. Is it yeah. is it similar to your old premise or? Yeah, uh, it isn't. Okay. They, it isn't a they them. It's uh, uh, a lot of and, typing in this one. Yeah, this one's got a lot of typing. Oh, yeah, I yeah, like that. Right, but it's going to be a lot of sort of personal stuff, and um, but also me have to validate other people's opinions. And my opinion is not particularly popular. And so me oh. just coming to the realization that that, that is true, the, the, the sentence I just typed is true versus yeah. uh, the sentence that I come into it with, which is, oh, I see. no, it's not. Okay. Anyway, uh, but, it, but it is. And so what I'm looking forward to is Lydia Popovich and Amy Miller uh, and, and uh, Virginia... Uh, Hello, Virginia. Uh, coming up to me as I do this bit and going, that's a little off. You've kind of <laughs> right there, a little bit juggy. Which Listen, is when, three people who help me a lot with that they then bit. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're talking about sex, and uh, you, you, those uh, are three sexy comics who are coming up to tell you, hey, I'm, I'm not three, sure about that. Three sexy ladies who really know their own worth. Like they're just like they're of that age of they know. They know what all of, like, sometimes I don't know what the pronouns are. And sometimes I don't know what the right, like, what the new attitude is towards a certain thing that, on the whole, I don't care about. Um, (laughs) But when you are talking extemporaneously about it, you want to make sure you're on the right side. Because you normally agree with a certain side and unless they can someone really proves you wrong it's like yeah that sounds reasonable to me i don't want to delve into it too much i'm stressed out i don't care <laughs> yes. right and i don't necessarily want to say and nobody can do anything right so but if i do have an opinion like um like it doesn't like whatever armenia comes up right i'm like i don't live there i live here and we're on fire so if you would like me to hold an opinion about the Armenian situation, mm-hmm. it's going to take a second. Right, you know? right, right, right. I don't, it doesn't, it isn't my circus. So I, I can't, but it doesn't mean that there probably isn't a right and wrong side, right? Mm-hmm. The only one I will not discuss is Israel and Palestine. It's not happening. Uh, this, you, if you even like Oh, yeah. Part white, what? They're doing good work with salads. <laughs> the t- tabbouleh is off the charts. Um, I I told you, I, I, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I won't. That's right. I won't mention it. <laughs> I will, yeah. Any sympathies oh. I might have, I'm going to keep to myself. Even I think I even like to tweet and a, a comic mm-hmm. who uh, aligns very heavily with one side uh, DM'd me. I'm like, oh, my God. All right. Listen, you know what? It is uh, very complicated. People have lots of emotions. And I right. I'm clearly haven't studied it enough to uh, be right. spouting off about it. Right. I have to worry about the fact that if I get another fibroid, they're going to think I'm having an abortion. So why don't you fuck off? Correct. And, yeah. And I would tell you this is, uh, so I get a ride, Correct. uh, 
I think after we recorded last time right. uh, to the airport to JFK from Jersey. Um, and so it's an hour 20 in this yeah. car, Sunday morning. Right. And um, my driver, literally 10 minutes, I've just, it's, it's granted, it's all, it's 7 a.m. It's not four, it's not yeah. five. So I'm okay with a little bit of chatter. So I- Are you in a cab or a lift or a, a limo? limo? Like okay. a, just a town car. And so yeah. I'm in the back and the town car guys, uh, you know, we're 10 minutes in and, and we're just sort of normal chat, normal chat. And then he goes, yeah, I just got divorced. Oh boy. And that was the rest of that trip. And at one point I had to say to the, my driver, we don't have to vilify her. Oh no. <laughs> what is it with town car drivers? I remember the, the guy that told me that uh, the vaccine has, he goes off on the vaccine and I, and I just like, my mother died of COVID, shut the fuck up. And then that ended that. And then he picked me up on the next day to go back. Yeah, yeah, you had to ride with him again. Yes. That's very funny. Um, yeah, he was, um, we we did get to admit that it turns out he she is a, a very good mother to his three children, to his three daughters. But she makes three times the money that he makes, and she still wants child support. And I was like, so sad, too bad, man. It's uh, when you have children with somebody, you are financially responsible for them to as much as you can be. Yeah, and, I hope, I hope yeah. Uh, this changes your, uh, what I assume is a Republican vote against uh, Roe v. Wade. Because, right. yeah, three times as much isn't enough for three kids. There's no amount of money that's enough for ki- three well, kids. Well, she's also the primary caregiver of these children. Right. So who's taking care of them while she's working? She has to hire that person if, you know, all that. Oh, please. And the logistics and. Yeah. I was like, you got to wrap it up. And he was like, she didn't, I shouldn't have let her work. Oh. And I was like, wow. I don't know how to even go talk to you about any. Oh my God. So uh, how much did you tip? Did you? Yeah, I tipped. Yeah, I tipped. I'm so sorry. Um, no, you got to, you, you, I know you got to do it. I always tip. I always tip. I just, I always feel like everybody is, I mean, he is at work and granted. Yeah. Not, so was I weirdly, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. So the, the, it was super, it was a fun weekend. I know we talked, but, uh, I had a really good time with Brian and, um, Regan and, and mm-hmm. his new stuff is really great. So if anybody just gets a chance, and he always has fun openers. He always has interesting, interesting openers, even if it isn't me. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you should, are you tracking who he has when he doesn't have you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I Do you have an alert set up? <laughs> Google alert. Um, is, is, is it Brent? Well, who is it? <laughs> so. Oh, that was cool that you brought a Gary Brightwell in our chat because he he is loved. He's very funny and he's a very nice guy. And I think I met him when I worked at Tommy T's in San Ramon, oh. where I think I was working with him and Henry Cho. Okay. And uh, that was like such a cool week. They were so they were so both of them so nice and funny. And and, and Zimmerman is one of the other guys, and he's he's a he's a delight. Yeah, Joe Zimmerman, and mm-hmm. then Kermit Apio. And, uh, and Joe Kermit forever. I feel Joe List. Yes. I feel like, uh, my first memory of Kermit, we were in probably the Seattle competition together. And then a bunch of us, I don't know if he remembers this, had breakfast burritos at some place that I'm sure has been replaced by a condo in Seattle. <laughs> and it was so great. And I was like, wow, After that was, that was, yeah, some morning, okay. you know, but, um, that was one of those for a time in the nineties, I was like, I could live in Portland or Seattle. And had I made the jump, then I would be worth millions, but, uh, I didn't, I just kept it in the back of my head and never actually acted on it. Right. But I will say that I love, uh, you know, to go back to the, the after dinner, the after gig, you know, breakfast yeah. is one of my favorite things. Yes. Life. Like the first time I met Baron Vaughn, Mm-hmm. was was in new york he was uh he was doing some sketch he was doing a uh a, a, a sketch show with um liz winstead mm-hmm. and um and we went out with i think his girlfriend and another comic for breakfast after the show 
and that was the first time I met him and he was he's such a great just a good guy yeah I just I, I this whole this 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 week you know it just felt it feels like <laughs> I mean I'm you know we're still doing comedy and trying to do everything but like what what the fuck is happening and uh and it's gonna get worse and I don't know I I, I uh feel really yeah, bad for my kid and all kids right now you know yeah, yeah let's take okay. a break okay um, hi, I'm looking for a movie. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, there's that new foreign film with the time travel. There's an amazing documentary about queer history on streaming. Have I told you about this classic where giant robots fight? Or there's that one that most critics hated, but I thought was actually pretty good. Ooh, I know. The one with the huge car chase, and then there's that scene where... The, the car, car jumps, jumps over, over the submarine. submarine. Wow, who are you eclectic movie experts? Well, I'm Evie Wadiway. I'm Drea Clark. And I'm Alonzo Duraldi. And together, we host the movie podcast, Maximum film new episodes every week on maximumfun.org and you actually just walked into our recording booth oh weird sorry i thought this was a video store you seem like a lady with a lot of problems all right oh i'm excited by who were who's sponsoring our show today it's lumi labs the uh lab that's helping me sleep um flow into the ad with the word microdose okay i'll do it I love to write microdose myself every night to sleep. Uh, feel free to add lib. All right, Lumi lads, here I go. Uh, our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect, and I have to tell you, perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Personal experience. Please share your personal experience. Well, guys, I take a gummy, I read two pages of a book, and then I'm gone until the alarm wakes me up at 6.30 in the morning. So for me, I don't get... Uh, stoned or whatever it is that uh, Jackie used to get all the time in her 20s. All I know is I fall asleep when I need to. They're working great. I cut even cut back to half of one and it's still working fine. Like I didn't even need a full one. So I'm going to actually make it last longer, which they probably don't want to hear. They probably want me down in them two at a time, but I don't care. They're so good. I only need a half a night. So here you go. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code Jackie Laurie to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. So microdose.com slash Jackie Laurie. Give it a try, especially if you have sleep problems, uh, because I am out. I even stopped using melatonin and I was taking up to 70 milligrams a night. Okay. So I stopped. That's how much Lumi Labs have, has like taken over my sleep and i am so appreciative let's do comic of the week that'll be charming yeah that'll cheer us up that'll cheer us up <laughs> and then i'll tell you about my other new bit that i haven't tried yet but i'm gonna i'm thinking of trying tonight yay okay uh you brought her name up and i was like oh yeah i've heard about her forever yeah east coast boston Mm-hmm. She is a cruise ship worker, as far as we can tell. I've been watching because I what, what we can't I, find her. Can't find her. The Boston comics I uh, that I was uh, getting my balls busted from uh, were talking about her and uh, Julie Barr, J U L I E, like Julie, and then Barr B A R R, and she's a cruise ship, and she's uh, I think a little older than us, but uh, but she it doesn't have Twitter. Get Twitter. Oh my God, get Twitter. Or Instagram. Instagram. Instagram is very popular. (laughs) It's hilarious how inaccessible she is. Um, But uh, I've been hearing about her. Like, you know, before, uh, you know, in the early 90s, whatever, you just hear about other comics from other places. And uh, I'd always heard about Julie Barr. And I don't know why she never left uh, Boston. Everyone has reasons why they don't move out. Um, And who the... Who I can't imagine being a female comic in Boston in the late eighties and how just sorry dudes horrific it must have been, you know? Oh my god. Yes, yeah. Those guys were yeah. beating on each other emotionally, the other men. Oh so awful. Imagine awful. the the most yeah. one of the most toxic scenes from everything I've heard. From uh, what I've and from what I've heard is from male comics who've escaped. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Dana Gould, etc. But, um, and Marin talks about it too, but like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, where I came up in San Francisco, it was a lot better for women, even though I was constantly, uh, on a bill with someone who 
rumored was rumored to be wanted for rape in New York. I just knew, you know, I just wouldn't hang around him that much, you know, if I was if he was on the line of quitting. Yeah, you don't want to be alone. But that but that's considered pretty pretty good female comic treatment. Um so yeah, anyway, Julie Barr, uh the stuff I found on her manager's site was real it was funny. It's yeah. like, oh, I want more. I want to. I want more. Somebody, yeah. please take over her social media and put together the best of Julie Barr on a website or something, so she can be enjoyed because she's been doing comedy a long time and she's really, really good. I wonder how hilarious if, if she had like this three million followers on TikTok. It'd be really weird. It'd be really weird if she had that. It's uh. Okay, so the bit that I want to work on is about mm-hmm. Bastille Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, because it's coming, I genuinely feel like it's two days before my birthday. It is two days before your birthday. Your birthday's coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, but the uh, uh, but like an American Bastille Day, and um, so I was doing joke machine with Carmen Morales, and we were talking about. You know, these two big bits, and then I have a driving bit that everyone's going to love. And everyone did love, by the way, the other Jackie, night. I love how accessible you're getting. Everybody this drives. Is... <laughs> I can't Everybody wait to hear drives. it. Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear about my weird driving bit. That I'm just happy to have something that everyone can love. <laughs> I know. I do get tired to... of pushing a comedy wheelbarrow uphill <laughs> trying to get people to pay attention to it. I do. Yeah, it is nice to every once in a while go... Oh, this is an easy one. Everyone gets it. I have to work. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to be Sisyphus with every goddamn premise, including that sentence. So, <laughs> you, you instinctively, you're an asshole to the audience. You can't help but lord your education over that. them. I should close all of my sets. Was I'm gonna need a paper on this? Uh, Twelve hundred words on my desk. On Monday. Uh, what are you working on? Um, according to my son, the same old stuff I've been hearing for a long time. <laughs> I've been bringing him to gigs where I can just because he's, you know, kind of hanging out by himself in the summer, you know, and bored out of his mind. And so every time I invite him to a comedy show, he goes willingly. So I'm like, oh, this guy is really bored. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but he, he last night he was complaining that uh, I do the same things all the time. I'm like, there's that polar bear thing. I'm like, look, I'm trying to find a new ending. So I got to do the whole thing to find the new ending. Well, I've been hearing it for years. That's how long it takes. Right. It turns out it's a drawing. When is the drawing done? When you decide it's done. Bingo. But he, he'll be like, I do mine in a half hour. Uh, but he also, his complaint about other comedians was like, he goes, I hear a lot of shit and fuck in these jokes when they're not needed, mom. And I'm like, you know, who are you? Why do I live with you? <laughs> you should know, by the way, that this week uh, on The Dork Forest, this last week, uh, Kyle Clark was our Ooh. guest. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about drawing. Talk, and yeah. I could not remember the oh. name of that, uh, that art uh, thing that, that your son has, the drawing pad. Uh, the XP, I think, pen. Oh, okay. He's got like a full okay. tablet set up. Cool. Yeah. I think he mostly uses his iPad, though. Uh, oh, really? I'm okay. all analog. Yeah. He might be, right. uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how he uses things. So, yeah, but um, Kyle, was, Kyle showed us some good, uh, some good books. I'm trying to get... Uh, Cool. You know, kill Martin, son, good. That's the goal. <laughs> it's, uh, he's, yeah, uh, he's obsessed. Um, that's cool. My it son went good. to that, really like that site you recommended. Was it Line oh, of Action, good, Kyle, Fantastic. or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, crossover. Well, I was telling my son he should start watching uh, uh, Gaffigan, Bargazzi, and Regan because yeah. they don't swear at all. Yeah, well, he could. <laughs> I couldn't think of any but, female comics, including myself. That, But you know mad. what? We're mad. We women are mad, and we're going to fucking swear on stage. Karen, Sorry. Karen Rontowski, Mary Mack. Oh, um, okay. Rontowski's amazing. That's true. Mary Mack's amazing, but uh, but Mary Mack doesn't swear for other reasons. And, and Rontowski, I think he might like, just because of how weird. He would like them both, I think. Okay. All right. So... Find Julie Barr. 
young young Kilmartin lad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> maybe she, if she's doing cruise ships, she's not swearing either. Yeah, so, but she wants to. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's some pent up anger, I'm sure. Sure. Um, did you so much fruit salad you can eat? What <laughs> did you hear about that? There's a cruise ship that had a 60 person brawl uh, because uh, uh, I think the the dude found out his wife wanted to be in a threesome with another passenger. But then it turns out Chris Cope, comedian Chris Cope, was the comic on that cruise. <laughs> so <he> just, <laughs> I haven't heard any details, but I'm excited. Uh, pertinent information to the comic that was working that week. Thank you. Very I'm much. always. I always want to know who the comic was. Kristen. Kristen Key was the comic on the one of the first COVID cruises that came in. That was uh, where she had to be uh, like uh, uh, at sea for six weeks while they brought COVID patients <laughs> off one Royal by one. Royal Johnson landed in in uh, in in Florida, got off the cruise ship, and they locked all the cruise ships down. Wow. Um, yeah, the Joko cruise. And um, oh yeah, yeah. And, but she, it was moments, moments. They were all, all trapped together almost. Oh my God. Uh, but wow. with the Joko cruise, that would have actually been kind of fun because then they could have played board games for another five weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, everyone could have worked on their material and their songs. If Amy Mann, you would have got to be trapped on a cruise ship with Amy Mann working on the material. Oh, I bet she would love that. She seems like she would love that. <laughs> we would have all hated it so much, except for uh, the Joko nerds, the Jokonauts. Mm-hmm. I forget what they call themselves. Um, I wouldn't know. They don't seem to be fans of me. Oh, they could be. It could happen. Hmm. You could, you could. I submitted my set because I'm doing the um, a gala at Montreal. And... Uh, why am I? Why am I getting an intense close-up of your face, Jackie? Not that I don't love it. I'm just it. wondering. I'm just wondering where where we're at time was. Uh, oh, I know. We're at 39. Oh my God, we did that much chit chat off mic up top. Okay, because it's yeah. 150. Guys, know know in your heart, there's 15 golden. No, I'm kidding. A lot of complaints. So, there is a lot of complaints. four golden main things, <laughs> largely full of insults. Right. What? Uh, so, Lori, gala. You're doing Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm doing the gala. And uh, so I submitted a set and I'm like, they're not going to accept this because it's basically my women's rights chunk, which is uh, some a World War II chunk, then a, an abortion chunk, and then uh, cis women, why yeah. we should love trans women. And I'm like, they're going to fucking, they're not taking this. So I, I, I gave them everything and I was like, they'll cut it down or whatever. And they accepted the whole thing. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So I'm psyched. So I'm psyched. We'll see. It's weird because when I when I was in Toronto, I was doing that chunk, and it worked fine, but it didn't work as well as it works in the states. I think because there's like there's so much happening down here, people feel it a little bit more. But I imagine that Canada. And well, here's the thing: a JFL Toronto audience coming to a theater is very different from. The Montreal audience, which is probably half American anyway, coming to a gala, right? And it's a little mm-hmm. more of a party atmosphere. But it it kind of felt like it was an older audience that wasn't co- totally aware of what was going on in the United States. I'm going to keep talking as if you're listening to me. And uh, <laughs> it's called acting, Jackie. Thank God I've studied with the greats. Um, and uh, so I think a Montreal audience will be a little more uh, listening and uh, into it. And, and so, me? yeah, you're mm-hmm. true. It's true. It's good. They're going to that's going to freaking destroy that. That is I hope awesome. so. It feels it feels like why James Corden picked the they them chunk, though, because they're just like someone needs to talk about this shit. Let's put it on. Someone needs to not be anti this shit. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. We need right. somebody saying something. I mean, right. it, it obviously should only be trans women, <laughs> but right. if it you know nice what I mean? If, but, if trans women got to, but. And I'm sure, so. I, I, well, I, I hope there's, I'm sure there's at least somebody at the galas or, or something will be, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised that they took it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm doing, I literally, I'm trying to figure out when I could play Chicago again. And it's going to be when this, this thing, I had a bad, uh, let's, uh, vague, 
vaguely talk about this. Talk is talk as much as you can. I know the details. Yeah. So whatever. So this horrible heckler situation that right. is supposedly resolved. Okay. Um and can you say what what the problem was? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I should talk to but lawyers were involved, and it was Unbe- very unbelievable. When, unbelievable. When comics find out, they will be shocked and enraged. Yeah, yeah, what, it's, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's just bad, and it's a it's a terrible precedent on 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 every front. Yes, uh, yes, but, it really is. But in 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 its in its conclusion, I have decided that much like some of my favorite male comedians, Mark Maron. Chad Daniels, Dana Gould, Patton Oswalt, Greg Barrent uh, for many years. Um, I don't know if he's... He's, he's still doing... I, I think, yeah, yeah, he's still doing stand-up. I see him on shows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, all all greats that you just mentioned. All greats. All great comics and many that are not mentioned. Yes. Uh, if there's trouble in the audience, Brian Regan. Um, if there's trouble in the audience, they stop the show. Oh, really? Yeah. They And the thing is, is you and I... And I've talked to some other comics. We all think I could take it. I could. I was raised. We were raised to take it. Yes, and especially time. if you're if you're a woman, it's like, uh, you, oh, you you got to be like a guy and take it. But you're you're saying the guys you're saying are not even taking it. So why right. do we? Those are why do we feel like we got to act like that? Yeah, they're they're all men who are just like, well, this is not what I do. This is uh, I don't want to. I don't want this to be what I have to do to get through this time to make sure I get paid. Right, so right, right, right. All of those men just say, you know what? I'm not going to keep going until you remove those people, but I'm willing to do the rest of the show. Uh, and so they don't get prorated. They won't get, you know, they won't lose their money for that show. Um, and the good news is, is I didn't, I'm going to digress and go back to the actual situation that happened in that mm-hmm. this show is that the reason that I, that I that we figured it out um, off screen to some extent is because now I don't have to talk to the 15 comics that I the 15 audience members that I've run into in other cities that were like I was there that night um, and I'm like I don't want to have to get those people to have to do depositions and and stuff like that and Unbelievable. Which, by the way costs money and even though uh, Andy was like. You didn't do anything. I would rather spend all this money to prove that you to prove that you didn't. And I was like, I would like it to be over. Right, right, right. Because I don't. So what I've decided is that, and I would encourage all comics, all comics, if you know that the show is going to be terrible, if the people in the audience who are in the audience remain, do not go up. There will be another thousand. Oh, if the people that are being assholes, if they're not kicked out. Yeah, take, take care of yourself know. and get the fuck off stage, right? Yeah, get off stage and don't go up. Don't go up if if um, if if you know if you can tell sort of from the get go, like if someone comes in decked head to toe in you know Confederate flags and and uh, and swastikas, you're like, and they sit somewhere near the front. Don't do it. Don't don't set yourself up for failure. And and if you lose that work. Quite honestly, there'll be other work. I'm not. I'm not worried that, that I'm not going to yeah. get to work that club anymore because I'm not going to work that club. Remember when I came home from that club? Right. I said I'm never working that club unless they pay me really well. And we were kidding about it, and it was true. But I don't want to because they were never supportive of me from prior to the show to after the show. Well, during the show to after the show to them being part of the problem of this giant shit show. So I recommend that you that you take care of yourself. And I have seen Chad Daniels go, well, I am just going to sit over. I'm going to put the mic back in the mic stand and sit over here on this stool until you remove them. Wow. And not talk until it happens. Yeah. Because what I did was I tried to deal with it in the moment. And there was an entire a group of 35 people who were right. like, just ignore them. Just ignore the hecklers. Just ignore them. And I was like, I can't. It's like someone trying to, you're trying to tell jokes. No, that's, yeah. 
you know, it's, it's, if you like to engage the audience, I do sometimes I do. Right. And it usually, but, uh, there, I can tell when it's a problem and I do not, then I do not talk to that person. And if they keep going, yeah, it's, it's, it's a show ruiner. Like they, it's, they don't buy enough drinks to make up for the fact that they're ruining the show for, uh, right. dozens to hundreds of other people who are going to be angry about it. And you're, you know, yeah, I think what I learned from your situation was, which I should know is that we are independent contractors when we're on stage. Okay. And we, and any, if anyone's going to save us, it will be ourselves. It won't be another, the institution or the building we're in. They're also, that's a different company. Okay. Right. It's and, different. So, and they've hired security, not for the comedians. They've hired security for their staff who are their employees. Right. Right. And that security and and the best clubs extend that courtesy to the comedians, but many clubs wow. do not. Yeah, right. So, um, so you have to take care of yourself. It's a bit of a, it's a drag, and it's something that I've learned. You know that now I've learned that there there's no amount of money that's going to be worth the amount of anxiety that I've gone through in right. the last year. Right. It was, exactly. It was, it was trouble. Yes. And. Um, and I'm glad that it's uh, almost over. And I will, but I do want to do the den. I do want to do Lincoln. I was look, look. I had already typed that I was going to send it to you because I'm, oh, I'm you doing did. it in August. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, August 13th, I think. And it's uh, I'm so excited. Just one night, Saturday night, and uh, I'm very excited to go to Chicago for a night. What's the um, What's the catch? If I we could talk about it later. Later, if you're going to make. Do you mind later? Do you mind? Let's take a break. I'm a psychic. My name is Psychic Carrie. I'm yes. Ross. Oh, what a pleasure to meet you. Of course, I knew your name was Ross, as I am a psychic. But please take a yeah. seat. Well, I was hoping we, hoping could, talk about we could talk about my, my podcast. podcast. Yes, I know. It's called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Yes. We investigate from uh-huh. science, spirituality, uh-huh. and claims of the paranormal. paranormal. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. This whole podcast, it sounds like it's been a real challenge for you lately. Actually, it's a lot of fun. Yes, exactly. Because it's so fun. I don't know how you do it. This will be $75. Okay. That seems fair. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. At MaximumFun.org. You knew it was a .org. I have a gift. Hey, Lori, is it later? No, we're not talking about it now. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Jesus. No, I was just, I just want to make sure that it's kind of worth it. And, but I also, if I can, if I can fly to Chicago, I can go visit my dad and look at him. As the aging process uh, continues. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you never you never say that when you're booking gigs, right? Uh, that I'm going to go visit my dad? Or any family members, right? Because I, I believe that they think you have an emotional connection to a city or a town. They're going to lowball you a little bit because <laughs> they know you're going to come out there anyway. Like, don't tell that um, other person you want to see your nephew or your buddy or something. Who fucking cares? You are a money-loving whore. You're you're there in their town for money only. Well, my agent, um, I think that's why my agent, because he said, I know you're on vacation that week, but do you want to go do this gig because your friend lives there? Well, and that's okay, I, but don't let the club know that you want to go there. Right. But make the club... <laughs> lure you there with prizes and gift certificates and don't let the club don't let the club know <laughs> let them let them lure you with appropriate plane fare uh comp- compensation please yeah yeah i, I uh, you know plane fare should be at least 700 right now Just really and um with all these cancellations and stuff i i kind of think some like this is a good time for local headline, local headliners, because you're going to have comics missing shows because their your flight got canceled. You know, right, right. So maybe yeah, they'll be. You should always have like a, a local headliner on tap, right. <laughs> ready that, to go. That, that's the other reason why I like to fly in a day early. Right, because that's the only reason to fly in a day early. Yeah, because then if there's if there's any sort of cancellation, I still get there, but it's you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, reminding I, you 
I need to book that since clearly that didn't happen. Okay. I am uh, going to be this weekend at Go Bananas in Cincinnati. And That's right. I'm imploring anyone within an hour's drive of Cincinnati come to the show because uh, I just want some Jackie and Lori listeners there and not all uh, Republicans who wrote me threatening Local. emails during the MSNBC shit that are uh, trying to happen to live in Ohio. Yeah. Make my life miserable. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm going out a day early. I'm uh, not only am I bringing my portable air, pur- my air purifier from my bedroom, I'm going to bring it onto my carry on to make sure I have that to plug in on the stage. I'm also, I just got this little suitcase purifier that it looks like a little purse. Yeah. What? Yeah. You can plug it in. So you don't, you're not going to have any wires and I'll put it on the stool next to me. It, people might not even know it's a purifier, but I don't care. I'll talk about it. Uh, Because guess what? I'm helping you guys too. I'm cleaning the air. We're all breathing right now. Yeah. Okay. It's going to benefit anyone in the club as well. Yeah. We Um, went and played a trivia last night, not a mask in sight and kind of packed like, Shoulder to shoulder as I ate. I believe I had a, a croque madame. Mm. I split a croque madame with my mother-in-law. A croque madame I don't know what that is, is but I am it's worried grilled for cheese you with and your uh, ham. It's grilled cheese with ham with a fried egg on top. It's Honestly, a heart attack. Yeah. It is. And if my mother were alive, I probably would be taking her to places where people aren't masking uh, just to see what, what happened. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I will say I, I'm going to try out this little, uh, purse like purifier and let you know how it works because it's a cool thing. You can just come, it's got a little handle, like a little, little yeah. leather handle. You put it on your, your CPAC tray. If you're on an airplane, you put it on the st- your stool. If you're a comic on stage, and at least you have a shot of cleaning the air around you that you're going to be breathing for an hour. Right. You could probably take it to a restaurant, just set it up there like a purse, just pretend yeah. it's a purse. And give yourself a shot of clean air, you know? Right. Just sh- t- treat yourself like the Fabergé egg that you are. That's what Maria always says to me. And um, and then other than that, I just got a text from Laura House who's coming over to pick up a green chef because they accidentally double ship. Oh, so that's what you were. Uh, that's the, uh, the negotiation you were uh, texting during my heartfelt story that heartfelt. I noticed you weren't listening to. Well, I already forgot what it was about, but I, I did not forget your level of disinterest in it. Okay. Let me just tell you that I had to re up my, uh, cause, uh, Andy's podcast is called video games and ethics or ethics and video games. Mm-hmm. I'm the best wife ever, whatever the hell it's called, but it's ethics and video games. That's what it's called. They use, they, they record also on zoom and they use the transcript so that it can be captioned and oh. you can't, you don't get the transcript unless you're at a, a level above pro. And so I had to re up to fancy pants zoom again. So, um, I'm selling, I'm, I'm selling you, you. If you're paying $150 for your zoom account, uh, come over to me and give me $150. For your oh, zoom. right. Uh, and you'll get it. You'll get the extra perks. Uh, one of which is zoom takes your phone calls. And the other one is this transcript business uh, because I have five other licenses to sell. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, wow. Okay. If anyone's still using Zoom. And so so the, the tail end of this podcast is you uh, selling yeah. merch, but it's, uh, it's license, extra Zoom licenses. And please, would anyone like to buy my Corolla? What? No. Please don't. <laughs> uh, so don't you just I, have one car? Oh, we have fam- two cars now. Oh, my I see. My brought her car. Oh, great, great, great. We now have two cars. Good. We're back. That's cool. You're back as a couple, as a family. Uh, Kyle, please, how... how <laughs> we are at 55. Once Jackie starts selling her car, we know that, the podcast it, it is... It does feel like down. we hit a wall. Yes. Right. Are you, okay, so you're going to Cincinnati. I'm going to Cincinnati. Then the week after that, uh, I will be in San Leandro, uh, Northern California. Uh, I'm doing a gig for Brian Copeland. I have to be clean, like child clean, like clean for kids in the audience. Um, And then uh, the weekend after that, I'm at the Comedy Works in in Denver. Um, And then the week after that, I'm in Montreal. Jeez, Marie. And then the week after that, I'm doing a winery in Livermore. And then the week after that, I'm doing uh, the Comedy Den in Chicago. And then I take a weekend off. And then I think I'm at uh, Laughs in Seattle. 
So I do have income for the rest of the summer. I'm pretty excited. Wow. Been a pretty, uh, pretty grim June money wise. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's what it is, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, but I will say that I, yeah, the only thing, the only gig I've got in July is Acme. I'm doing that the week of our birthday, I think. No, the mm -hmm. week of my birthday. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then my August is, is bigger. It's, uh, I think my August has, um, yeah, I think I'm Fort Collins and Boulder. And then I'm, uh, punchline San Francisco the week of the, so the weekend of the 13th, I'm in, I'm in Fort Collins and Boulder the weekend of the 20th, San Francisco punchline. Oh, that's a good weekend for both of us. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I have, <laughs> then I have three weeks off and then I'm in Portland in the middle of September and then. I got nothing till October. Uh, oh, I'm doing the Minneapolis again, and then Plano, Texas. I'm doing. Oh, and then, I'm doing. Oh. Yeah. We're into 2024. That's how far she's scrolling ahead. Oh, right. So I am in Toronto in September for JFL. I'm doing Toronto in in December. Okay, but not oh. JFL. You're doing J. Uh, no interest in just for laughs for me. I did Moon Tower. They bought JFL, I guess. So Jackie, I think it's just one of us at a time. Honestly, I think people <laughs> think if we'll book it, they book us together, uh, there'll be an explosion. Heaven for fan. Let's get out of here, please. Yeah. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.